Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. What's going on, Steeler Nation, baby? It is Eula and Moat. Scratch that. It is Moats and Eula. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I mean, I just knew that was coming. Come on, baby. It's Friday noon. You know what that means, man. For the next two hours, y'all get to hear our lovely voices. And that is Arthur Moats, yours truly, and my main man, Wesley Eula, on the ones and twos. And it is a great day for, you know, just a... a, a plethora of reasons man a plethora a plethora first off we had big time football last night i mean it was good to see that bad bad man re-emerge and cool. aaron Rodgers. Cool. we also potentially could have a, a a ruling on the president uh the presidential election today so that's gonna be some big time exciting news who knows when that would drop i mean i don't know is anybody really even paying attention to that nah, i mean, I mean know, it's not like it's been going on, on for a, a couple of days on a football now, friday right? i nah, mean nah. it's, 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 it's kind of you know everyone's talking about the red Sox and the I mean, new, the new manager thought, they just you know? hired yeah where did this guy come <laughs> from again i never heard of him before <laughs> looks a little familiar though <laughs> but yeah man it's, it's just a great day man um beautiful weather out here as always in the beautiful state of pennsylvania more importantly in pittsburgh baby, mm. because that's what we do over here so for the next two hours man <sighs> we got a jam-packed show for you as always on fridays we're gonna sing a little bit that we do we gotta have that cowboys diss track mm-hmm. here we go edition you know we're gonna have a little five-star friday baby got a deep dive into the x's and o's five it wouldn't friday. be a show without that and then we always gotta have that segment where we get some paper because i mean who doesn't want to get paid right Got to show you the money on a Friday. That's mandatory. That's how we send you into the weekend. Absolutely. And and you also know on Fridays, this is our big time interaction day. This is the (laughs) big time day where we need you power, the power grid, the megawatts. On Fridays, we got to get those tweets, baby, because I need to know about your score predictions for this game. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's a big time matchup. Cowboys, Steelers, the history behind it, and all the other storylines that we want to include in this thing. So get your tweets in, score predictions, man. If you got anything you want to talk about. Coming in already. Get him in, and it's at the body 52. MMM. The body. There it is. And at Wesley Euler. The good hair. And I love to hear that, baby. So talk to me, partner, man. How you living today, man? Fantastic. Two things there. Uh oh. From your your wonderful opening monologue. I tell you what. I'm just trying to get like I mean, you're you're more like uh, Johnny Carson every Friday here, I tell you. (laughs) Two things. Uh, One. You know, I knew you were going to come in with uh, with Moats and Euler today. It's mandatory. And I was excited for that. You know why? What's up? Because I just wanted to let you know, Uh-oh. on Wednesday, right, uh-huh. I did a, a solo hour for the show. Oh, man. I still said uh, Euler and Moats. I mean, you know, I, even though you weren't here, I, I, I didn't, I, I just, call it, I didn't just call it Euler on Steelers Blitz. I'm, I, just, throw, I'm just throwing that out there. I, I do like how even though when I wasn't here, you still can let my name be said first. Really lets me know how you feel about me. All right, so with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we got se- se- second thing, real quick. Can I can I go off on a on a Thursday night football thing here? Is, is that allowed, real that. quick? Absolutely. Come on, now. Last night when I was watching that game, and I was watching that bad man Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely. I thought you were talking about Nick Mullins at first. I, I had an epiphany, and I think you'll like this, and I think Steeler Nation will like this. I'm watching Aaron Rodgers play last night, right? And I'm watching that game, and, like, I don't know. 
if I really think the Packers have enough horses to win a Super Bowl. Like mm-hmm. I, I think they're a contender. Yes, I agree. I, I just don't know if they have enough horses to get over the hump. And I'm sitting there thinking about it, right? The Packers were a team. Play out, hear me out here for a second, and then you'll see where I'm going with this. The Packers were a team last year, 13-3. and Right. Went to the NFC Championship game. They were mm-hmm. a— I mean, a, and, and legit, I mean, I felt like they produced in a big-time way. It was just one of those bad matchups, right, man. Right, right. Yeah. With— a first-time head coach, brand new offense, brand new scheme. Mm-hmm. They go thirteen and three, and they're a game away from the Super Bowl. Yeah. What do they do this offseason? They trade up in the first round of the draft to take another quarterback. Mm-hmm. They don't really make any moves in free agency. And at the trade deadline on Tuesday, while it's rumored that there were some some interesting yes. people out there available to Very them, true. they were not interested in parting with assets. Very true. I'm thinking about that, right? I'm watching Aaron Rodgers' ball last night, and I'm like, how has this organization not supported this guy more? You know? And then I'm thinking about the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mm -hmm. who last year had their 37-year-old quarterback, a year older than Aaron Rodgers, have a major elbow injury six quarters into the season. What did the Steelers do? When they very easily could have looked to the future, right? They could have said, this is the time to start. Our franchise quarterback is having major elbow surgery. He's 37 years old. It's time to start looking towards the next chapter. Instead, they doubled down. Mm -hmm. They went out and they traded for Minka Fitzpatrick, who was their biggest addition in free agency. Eric Ebron, a tight end, a weapon for Ben. With their first pick in the draft, they took a wide receiver, Chase Claypool, when many argued that they had more pressing needs than another wide receiver. Mm -hmm. They invested in Ben, even with major elbow surgery. They believed in the vision. And then I'm watching the Packers, and it's like, this dude Aaron Rodgers is out here crushing it, and you almost, in a way, can't wait to get him out of the door fast enough to usher in the next era. Like, that just struck me last night. And I think Mike Tomlin, I think Kevin Colbert deserve a lot of credit in that regard. It would have been very easy for them to kind of punt on the immediate future and to start looking for the looking towards the future, right? Start uh, easy for them to punt on the next year or two and start looking towards the next chapter of Steelers football. Instead, they doubled down and they're getting rewarded for it right now. That just I don't know. I had a light bulb moment with that last night. Not like that, man. And you're absolutely right in terms of just the handling of both situations and the the personnel that they went about getting. I, I think it's an NFC thing though, and this is why I say this because you think about the Seattle Seahawks. We say, man, yeah. they, they could be doing a lot better job of getting more assets there for Russell Wilson, but they don't. I mean, you see some of the players they spend money on, and it's kind of like, all right, I, I see he's an impactful player, but how does that help Russ? And when I look at the Packers, I think of similar things. I look at them and say, okay, they're trying to plan for the future for whenever the bomb does go off of Aaron Rodgers either retiring right, or leaving. Right. They're planning for that, but not appreciating the right now and taking advantage of the good years that he has left. But like I said, it has to be NFC then because when you think about the Steelers, it man, that's, that's the total opposite in terms of, man, foot on the gas pedal, let's get assets. You even look at Baltimore, look at Cleveland, how yeah. just aggressive these teams are in terms of getting personnel and stuff like that. I feel like these NFC teams, man, they, they kind of look at it as if we got our elite quarterback, a top-notch receiver, we'll make the rest work. And when you literally watch the Packers, now we know Aaron Jones is a, is a legit running back, a top-10 back. We know uh, Dylan, he, he's potentially going to be a really good back as well as he continues to uh, to just grow and develop yeah, through his for career. Sure, for sure. But the, the Packers are fully content with it just being Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. It's weird. It's just bizarre <laughs> and, and, to me. and it reminds me of when I when we watched the Seahawks and how content they had been with just Russ entire locket or Russ and now is DK Metcalf like they still didn't do enough to all right let's get you some more weapons let's get you some uh, uh, maybe upgrade the running back position let's upgrade the offensive line. 
They didn't do any of those things. Nope. It's crazy. Yeah, I, and I'm I'm thinking back even defensively they didn't do anything. They right, didn't make any big time right. moves. And I'm I'm thinking back further now too. Like remember what would have been two years ago? Like it was rumored that they were in on the Khalil Mack sweepstakes, mm-hmm. and they just didn't want to give like whatever the I think it was the extra yes. like conditional third round Correct. pick that the Bears tacked on. Like Green Bay had a deal done with Oakland. Then Chicago added in this extra third-round pick or whatever. They went back to the Packers and said, all right, well, Chicago's offering us this, and the Packers called their bluff. I mean, it wasn't a bluff, but the Packers blinked. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's just weird. I feel like for a franchise that hasn't had to worry about the quarterback since – I mean, like, since I was in diapers. No question, You know what I mean? Like, they've had three decades now of a franchise quarterback from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, two guys you could argue were top ten guys to ever play the position. But I do wonder, because of that success, I do wonder if because of that successful transition, that's why they went Jordan Love, just saying that, hey, even though when we drafted Aaron Rodgers, people looked at us like we were crazy. Remember how – I mean, think about when Green Bay drafted him. We was like, man, you got Brett Favre. Why are you taking a quarterback in the first round? And you saw how that played out understanding that scenario and that type of success for how long it's worked out for them, that could very well be their thought process with that because there really didn't make a lot of sense to draft a quarterback in that in that situation. But if you're thinking about the history of it, then it's like, well, hey, man, maybe you want to catch lightning twice in a bottle. Right. I mean, not saying that it can't happen, but I could definitely see that mindset and understand it. But watching the game last night, it did bring up another, uh, another little hot topic here. Yeah. So after the game, Devontae Adams – Said it's pretty much safe to say that I'm the best receiver. I in the did. NFL. I did see that. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that, man. Right now, it's hard to argue with him. I mean, I like said, as said, we sit here today on what November sixth, because I'm like hard D- to argue DK with him. Metcalf. I feel like has been doing some things. Mm-hmm. Even though some receivers have better numbers, I mean, we look at like guys like Stephon Diggs, and we can go down the list of the different guys. They have better numbers, but I don't feel like their impact is the right. same. What's crazy to me, I saw this this morning. You can add up. Uh, you can take Devontae Adams. And then all the other Packers players that have had receptions and touchdowns oh, this year. Yeah, you can add up that. Adams versus everybody else, and Adams' number, he has got more yards, he's got more touchdowns yeah. than everybody else on the roster combined. Absolutely, like man. that's that's a lot of production. Absolutely. And his big play production too, not just possession down, not just high target volumes and, and things like that. I mean, this dude is he's having one of those seasons right now, man. But yeah. I definitely think it's a two horse race for me. I'm leaning more uh DK just because uh I got him on my fantasy roster, so I feel like I'm <laughs> obligated to say that. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of guys who would be in that conversation, right? Absolutely. I mean, if he would have played it all this season, obviously, Michael Thomas. Uh, you could make the argument for DeAndre Hopkins what and what he's Julio, done. What about Julio, man? Julio as well, too. Uh, his biggest problem still is touchdowns. He just doesn't yeah. score enough touchdowns. But, like, DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins has had an insane start to the season. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if you could because I was gonna I was thinking Tyree Kill for a second, but I feel like Devontae Adams is just Tyree Kill, but just a little bit better. So maybe yes, that's a tougher absolutely. one, a tougher one to argue. But yeah, DK Metcalf is in that conversation to this point. But there hasn't been like in the past, right? Over the past decade, I feel like this has been a really passionate argument. Mm-hmm. Because you could have argued for Antonio Brown, you could have argued for Julio Jones, you could have argued for Michael Thomas, right? Like over the last three, four years. Absolutely. DeAndre Hopkins as well, too. But now there's not really that elite like there's not that kind of group of two three four elite guys who are like commanding all the attention we thought maybe Mike Evans would be in that discussion this year but he's been a little banged up as well so I mean yeah I you could certainly argue against it but you could definitely argue make, for make it, points right. that that it this season he's he's been the best wide receiver in the NFL certainly yeah man I agree I don't think it's a far-fetched uh 
argument, and it's actually good to hear him speak up, man. A lot of times when we talk about some of these receivers, they don't speak up, but they'll you know bicker about right. <laughs> not getting the, the the love or the attention they feel like they desire. Um, in terms of like I like Michael Thomas, for example, right? We've we've talked about him and his Twitter escapades and things on that <laughs> nature, but. As a whole, man, I just think that this is a really good year for Devontae, man. It's going to be interesting to see how he continues to progress through everything. You yeah. know I mean? Because, like I said, right now, man, the start has been really, really good. It has. It has for yes, sure. Indeed, and uh, and they – I mean, they're a peculiar, te- peculiar, peculiar team. Because, like I said on uh, Monday, like when they play well, man, it looks really good. When they don't, it looks ugly. Like there's not a lot of middle ground with the with mm-hmm. the Packers right now, but they're certainly certainly an interesting uh, team to keep an eye on here as we go forward. Absolutely, man. And when we come back, though, man, we're going to talk about we got some breaking news with the Steelers as it pertains to Mike Tomlin and the organization. Uh-oh. We're also going to talk a little bit more about this Cowboys matchup as well, man. We got to get some more info on this thing. So when y'all come back, man, you already know what it's going to be, baby. It's Motes and Euler on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Hey man, and keep doing what you're doing, man. We're, we're loving it right now, man. Now, obviously you got the game coming up this weekend, man, the Dallas Cowboys. So just talk about your thoughts about them as a team and ultimately, man, what y'all guys have to do to get the victory this weekend? Like I said, these coaches got a great game plan lined up, uh, lined up for us. We got to execute it. You know, we got to stop the run. We got to play run sound defense. You know, they don't have a quarterback. They're going in with their third string quarterback. We just got to be ready for anything. You know, it's going to be a lot of triggeration going on. It's just all or nothing right now for them. You know, so we just got to continue to play Pittsburgh Steelers football and we cannot have any slip ups. You know, if we follow the game plan that these coaches got instructed for us, we're going we're gonna to be fine. I like it. You want to tell us any secrets or not? <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no secret to it. Pittsburgh still a football. That's it is. <laughs> I love it. Pittsburgh still a football. You gotta love that, man. Look uh, at you with the big name guest on the podcast. Easy, big fellas. Motes and Eula here. <laughs> still a nation radio. You know how we do. And uh, that was uh, Steelers defensive lineman Isaiah Bugs. Actually had him on the uh, the Arthur Most Experience with Deke podcast yesterday, talking a little bit about the upcoming matchup, man. And Man, it was funny, man, just hearing him talk about trying to stay prepared and mentally be focused, but knowing that they got their on their third quarterback and some of the trickeration that we could potentially see from them. And, I mean, I'm not going to lie, I fully expect that as well when you talk about a team that is desperate, a team with their back yeah. against the wall, a team that's coming off of a, a lackluster past two, three weeks now. So, I mean, that that's very, very much going to be the case. And we're going to get into that a lot more. But first... I teased this at the end of the last break. Uh-uh. The breaking news that we have, man, it's not good news either, man. So, Coach Mike Tomlin just found out today that he was going to be fined $100,000 by Ooh. the NFL for not wearing a mask during the game. And the team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, will also be fined $250,000 for various players and personnel who are on the sidelines 
for not wearing masks during the games. And they weren't the only ones being fined today. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders yeah. also had some you fines. You think the Steelers got, got slapped on the wrist. So so the Raiders, as an organization, were fined half a million dollars, $500,000. There we go. And then head coach John Gruden was fined $150,000 as well for not wearing masks and having other violations. And remember with the Raiders, the reason why their fines are a little heavier and heftier from a team and coach standpoint is because they are repeat offenders. Remember, they were already fined earlier this season for a charity event where they were documented on video not having masks and not uh, socially distancing, and this is the second time they've had a scenario like this. So those are the two big fines that were dished out by the NFL today in regards to you know, not wearing masks and following the social distancing protocols Mm -hmm. that were set in place for COVID. And as we're seeing throughout this week, We've already seen some, uh, well, actually not even one, multiple facilities now close at various times throughout the week due yep. to COVID uh, positive testing, due to, to potentially trying to stop an outbreak from happening in certain, um, in certain teams and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's unfortunate. Their pockets are a lot lighter, but knowing Coach Tomlin, this is the what, second time he's been fined in, what, 10 years maybe? Yeah, Because he, he had the Thanksgiving fine with Jacoby. Right, right. And knowing him and knowing how he talked about that fine after the fact, I don't anticipate him being fined again for this, man. He is not a repeat offender. He's going to make sure that he is in line. But, man, that is some big-time dollars coming out the pockets, man. A little bit lighter in the wallet on a Friday. That's never the best way to go into the weekend, right? Um, Listen, I get the NFL – being strict, being like if you want to talk about coming down on a side of discipline, right? Maybe being overly disciplinary. Mm-hmm. I don't know if those are words. That sound like a word. I don't know if those are words, but I'm rolling with it. Um, but I'll just say this, man. In like in the face of them coming down hard on the Steelers for for you know for Mike Tomlin having his gator down too much on on Sunday in, in Baltimore. Yeah, because that's the thing too. It's not like he didn't have right anything on. He just wasn't having it up enough. Right. Um, to the NFL's liking, at least, for, to their standard. For what they just did to the Raiders from the charity event, right? More additional fines. Uh, taking, was it a fifth round, sixth, sixth round draft pick? Uh, I, think. I think it was sixth round. Sixth round, yes. Taking mm-hmm. a sixth round pick away from the Raiders. And that's in this year's draft as well. Correct. Yeah. Like, I'm just looking like, okay, well then, why did you barely slap the Titans on the wrist? You know what I mean? Like, that's the only, the inconsistency there mm-hmm. is more my question than like, oh, why are you being so strict about right. this? It's more so... Like, the Steelers organization just got fined as much combined as the Titans did. Yeah. And and we know that they were breaking protocols. We know that they were having practices when they shouldn't. So this is the thing. So the way I viewed it was this. We can't – we said this when the Titans situation happened, right? There were no disciplinary protocols set in place. Right. So to find them or do anything extra – would be essentially retroactively punishing somebody for a rule that wasn't in place at the time. Since their initial fine, though, there hasn't been any more confusion. Remember this, right, in terms of even with Coach Tomlin and not having his gator up on the sideline enough, you remember when the Titans situation happened and they gave out their fines, right, and they said they're not going to test the draft picks. It was the first time. They also said going forward – we're going to be a lot more stricter when it comes to the mask. And we saw who? Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick. We could go. It was probably six coaches that ended up getting fined for not having their mask yep. up enough. Yep. So they already set the, the president then. Yeah. So now, now that we're at week you. eight, it's like, dude, that whole excuse of, well, they did it first goes out the window because now 
is rule set in place. It's kind of like, man, they, they kind of got the grace period because they were the first ones to make the era, hmm. and they kind of got lucky no. in that regard. Whereas we know now, that's, how, that's how it works in, in life, I mean, just right? in life, right? You yeah. think about the first person to, to run a red light. They didn't get in trouble the same way as if me and you run a red light today. The rules are drastically different. They've evolved, and there have been numerous examples now. So that's the biggest reason why I think the NFL came down harder on these guys because at this junction in the season – I mean, do we really have that excuse anymore of, oh, I didn't know we are supposed to have the mask on on the sideline? No, it's a great, it's a, I mean, it's a great and, point and, by you. It and is. even though we feel at times that whole concept of you're good enough to play football, you've been tested the whole week, you're positive. I mean, you're good enough to play, right. but you, 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 hey, hey, you, you got to have the mask on, though. Even though you already got all these negative tests out here. That to me, I mean, that's a whole another argument, right? Right. There's a lot of different rabbit holes right, or, that we could or different go digressions that you could go down. Yeah. Right. But as it stood today and going into last week's game, we all knew you are supposed to have your mask on. You even see the coaches talking on the headset with the mask on. It's like there there is no more excuse of that. Right. That has to go out the window. So that's kind of why I think the NFL was a lot heavier. And then even more so with the Raiders, because the Raiders, this is their, their second this is their offenders. second yeah. offense. Post the Titans. It's like being it's like being in the principal's office <laughs> right. twice in the same semester. That's, and, and, and that's, that's not at, good. And that's after he's already made a big example saying, hey, guys, these are the new rules here. We got this as an example right here. Don't do this. All mm-hmm. right. And then the Raiders went and did it twice. <laughs> so that's and, and you could just see based on the money, too. I mean, Gruden, 50K more than Coach T. The team, the Raiders, uh, uh, what, half more, 250,000 more than the Steelers in that regard. So. That is definitely, I think, the NFL's thought process with it. I mean, do I like it? Not really. But it is what it is, man. Such is life in the NFL, man. No, you – I mean, you do You do make a very good point in that regard. You do. That. That is That is a fair observation from the keen eye of Arthur Motes. Not that we like it, though. Right. And we don't have to like it. And, and, and I think we can say that, right? And at the same time, I, I want to be like – we don't want to sound like the uh, – you know, like the sibling who runs the mommy and daddy and is like, well, uh, when they get caught doing right, something right. like, well, well, Arthur did it too right. earlier today. You know, like you, you don't want to be that guy. But I, no, I, I I think that that is a fair point by you. We all know how that works, right? I mean, within the same confines of, you know, within a family with discipline, if you and your siblings get in trouble doing something once, hey, you're going to get more punishment, more discipline when you get trouble, get in trouble doing it again or something like that. And, and rightfully so. I mean, and rightfully so. Yeah, Coach you're Tyler, right. You have to set a precedent first, and then you go from there. Well, and I think about this when it comes to football, and the reason I can use this analogy is because these are football coaches, right? They preach these ethos, they they preach these mantras and things along that nature. But now we're going to see who can really follow it. And one of the things that you will hear from every coach at the NFL level is you can't make the same mistake twice. you got to find a new issue. You can't keep continuing to do the same thing. And then they'll give you the definition of, well, you know what the definition of insanity is, right? Doing so the, same do the same thing, thing. but expecting different results. So, so if I'm – Roger Goodell and I'm talking to well, my John dad Gruden. Said that so many times to me growing up, you just right. get PTSD from like every time I got in trouble. So so for or me, got a bad grade on the test. So imagine if you're Roger Goodell or got yelled at by a teacher. Right. So if you're Roger Goodell and you're talking to John Gruden right now, what do you think you're telling him, bro? This is your second time. You got to find a new error. You got to find a new mistake here. You yeah. can't keep doing this over and over and over again because it's unacceptable, man. But. I mean, you're right. In that sense, right, it is. You're right. We can we can argue about the disconnect in the message, right, and a lot of those different things. And like you pointed up, the 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 testing with the masks, and we can we can argue about a lot of that. But 
you know what? In these <clears throat> Uh-oh. unprecedented times, whoa there, it it just kind of is what it is, you know. And, and I and you're right. The leagues, businesses, whatever, right? They're they're going. They're not going to get more lenient as this goes along. And as we too, right, enter flu season in the winter time, where people just get colds and stuff like that more often. Like, this isn't going to – they're not going to undo the top button. You know no what I mean? Question, if if anything, this is going to get more buttoned up as we go forward. Absolutely. I mean, and, and the stakes are too high. At this point of the season, you're at the midway mark. We've already had to rearrange some games. You can't continue down this trajectory if you want to still have a full 16-game uh, schedule. Crown Super Bowl champion plus in February. Super Bowl. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, so I do understand why the NFL both – from a health and safety standpoint, but also a perception standpoint, because we can both agree the mask on the sideline is, is a lot more perception-based than health and safety-based because we already know they're testing round the clock to get these guys in the stadium in the first place. Right. So from that from, from that standpoint, you just understand what they are trying to accomplish, though. Yeah. No, I, I hadn't thought about it that way. In the terms of, of levying discipline and precedence, I, I do think that that is – that's an astute point by you, partner. Man, you know, we just try to do what we could do, but what I'm really ready for is uh, the astute vocals Uh-oh. of said person who's on the opposite end of this microphone who goes by the name of Wesley Eula with the good hell. Wait, is that me? That might be you. You know what You know what this reminds me of? What does it remind you of? You've seen the movie Little Giants, right? I think the, class, heard, the classic. You've you, you heard football of like Becky movie. and the Icebox? Because you know Spike, <laughs> Spike don't, don't play. play with girls. Yeah, he don't play with girls. And sometimes my hands is like, why, why are you doing this to me, baby? Come on, man. Remember when they're in the huddle and they're like, all right, we're going to run. We're gonna run the annexation of Puerto Rico. We're gonna run six. Uh, we're gonna run six ten waggle here, and they're like, well, "What's that? It's the pitch to Johnny." Oh, okay, oh, pitch to pitch Johnny. Pitch to Johnny. Pitch to Johnny. Running pitch to Johnny. Wait a second. I'm Johnny. That's me. Don't pitch to Johnny. Don't that's pitch that's to how I Johnny. feel every you know every Friday when you come out and you got your conductor wand and you're <laughs> you're ready to tune me up like the concert master. Wait. Wes sing. I'm Wes. Don't make Wes sing. It is your time. No, it just, is I'm your just kidding. You know, moment. You know I'm ready, baby. Oh, yeah, man. I know you got the vocals warmed up. I saw you here with the chamomile tea, man. You ready to fly. So, with that being said, man, when we come back, we're going to get to hear that good old here we go. It's Euler and Moe. Slash that Moe and Euler on Steelers Nation Radio. Georgia, Georgia, the whole day through, just an old sweet song, keeps Georgia on my mind, Georgia on my mind, I said a Georgia. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. The song uh, I just hear Motes and Euler on SNR. It's noon to two. And the Steelers are on my mind. <laughs> oh, you wild and wild. 
Ladies and gentlemen, Mo Eula here on a Friday, man, doing what we love to do. And I forgot to tease this, man. We got to get some more of your score predictions in, baby. We got a few already. It, we do got some already. And we we def- need more. But we can never have enough, right? Because we need to get a proper... <sighs> We gotta we gotta check the temperature of still a nation to see what their mm, thoughts are on this game. game. On the are pulse they, of the nation. You know, are they thinking you know? it's a trap game? Yeah. Are they thinking it's a blowout season? Are they thinking it's a, a gentleman's whooping, you know? Where we get up big <laughs> and then we just kinda whooping. You know how this you get up twenty one zip and you start running the ball the rest of the game, so the end <laughs> score is like twenty eight to seven, twenty eight to ten. You're like, Oh, it wasn't that bad and it's like yeah, nah, it, it, it was a gentleman's whooping. You know, he, yeah. he gave you dignity. He said you can walk back home. He ain't take your chain, all right? So, <laughs> if you haven't got your score predictions in for this week's game, man, get them in, man. You know how to do that on Twitter, at TheBody52. TheBody. And at Wesley Euler. The good hair. And now that my counterpart, Wesley Euler, with the good hair, has his headphones in. Yeah, I mean, it's a tradition like... None other. When we have guests on the show or when we're about to sing and I have to go, oh, crap, I forgot to plug in my headphones and I have to scramble and you have to cover for me for like 30 seconds I so, I can, so I can go to my backpack and get my headphones so I can hear the music that I'm trying to sing along to. And the thing that always gets me when we're doing this is this. Doing the break, you see me have to go in my bag, get my headphones out, and plug them in. And you'll be looking at me the whole time. We'll be having a conversation. I mean, you would think that by now I'd be polishing my craft. I'd be finding a new excuse. But, you know, same problems that haunted me in OTAs and rookie minicamps. Still getting me now eight weeks into the season. But you know why? You know why it's okay with you? Because your productivity outweighs the headaches, man. It's true. As long as your productivity outweighs the problems, you are good here, baby. Right now I'm like the anti-Michael Thomas. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm putting up. I'm not just sitting on the sideline hey. punching teammates and making noise. So you're good, man. As long as you are producing in a major way, you are fine with me. But with that being said, oh. productivity is calling. Uh-oh. Okay? It's time. Uh-oh. The people want to hear <laughs> Hold on. Here we go with dishing, gotta, but this. Is, this is the part where you got to cover for me again for you, another 30 seconds you know I so you, I can do my vocal warm-ups. You know I got you, man. Because when we think about the Cowboys, oh, we deer, think about Jerry Jones. They say everything is bigger Ray, than Big D. A drop of golden sun. They got 150,000, 1,100 quarterbacks they starting this I year. I call myself. Talk to them. Far, mm-hmm. A long, long way to run. But we're not worried because. Do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. This song today. Unique New York. It's going to sound like the human torch was denied a bank loan. An angel singing in Spanish. Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. In reverse, though. All right, I'm ready. I'm ready. Are you good? I'm I'm, 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 I'm did you cover it for me? All right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm glad nobody heard me warming up there. I'm ready to yeah. go. And I, I, I had all the great content doing the cover. Don't oh, trip. Good. I mean, I had faith in you. You know what I'm saying? I you could have covered can, for man. another, you know, 10 minutes if I needed to. But my vocals are ready. I'm good to go. Here. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, the Here We Go edition, Cowboys This. Let's get it. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. We got the week eight, excuse me, week nine edition. Week official. nine already. Here we go, Cowboys official diss track. Man. Time official flies when you're seven and zero. Oh, you know. Question official diss track of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, first we got to tell them what we do. What do we do? Okay, so we cheer the Steelers to black uh-huh. and the gold. Okay. Town of Pittsburgh's heart and soul. It is the heart and soul. And we know the Steeler Nation has the best radio hosts. We listen to Steelers Blitz with Euler and Mo. 
down to Dallas where they boot Scoop Boogie. Yeah, we don't like that. Grab Zeke and give him a noogie. He got his belly out. 7-0 and making some noise. And when we leave Texas, it's the Steelers who are them boys. Here we go. We've been them boys. Y'all always wanted to copy us. It's okay. Y'all tried to copy us with the backup quarterbacks. Oh, they had Mason and Duck. Let's go with Andy Dalton and Ben DiNucci. Nah, baby. It ain't Gucci over there with DiNucci, baby. It's Steelers Nation. Pittsburgh, let's get a first two. Ain't no way the Steelers are losing this game. TJ and Bud are ready to maim. Call me a jinx. You can call me a mush. But I already know we're whooping the Cowboys tush. Here we go. Not only are we going to whoop their tush, but we're going to cover. I think we're plus, we're plus 14. Excuse me, minus 14. We're going to cover that. Don't worry about it, baby. And take the over because we put enough 40 burgers today. Hi! Give me All that right. final. Give gotta me that final. Gotta strong. You know Set who we got to talk about. Jerry Jones. Don't watch this. He's a boss, though. Big Ben. He ain't gonna miss. Never miss. The Steelers are the superior franchise. Gonna make Dallas look like some regular guys. Here we go. Nobody likes cowboy boots. It's 2020, baby. You wear sneakers, baby. You dress like you're from Pittsburgh, baby. Besides, black and gold looks way better than that blue and silverish, grayish, whatever it is. When they start sweating, it looks nasty. Come on, bro. And, and, and let's be real. Nobody rocks stars anymore, man. What, what are you, a sheriff? Man, what is this? The, I mean, we like in the Midwest that I call Johnny Cash. Or, no, no, no. Matter of fact, I know I'm called call Johnny. Wayne. That's who we need in Clint Eastwood. Yeah, you know what? There's only one person who's cool for rocking the star in 2020. Exactly. It's Captain America. That, that's I it. mean, that's it. Chris that's Rogers, it. right? And you're definitely Captain Steve America. Rogers, sorry. Steve Rogers is definitely still Chris's a brother, fan, Steve. Man. Well, he, he's a still a fan, too. How about that, man? Nobody likes the Cowboys. Y'all can't even run an organization the right way. Y'all, y'all, man, we, we heard you just say the Steelers are kind of the Kim Kardashians. No, 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 no. The Dallas Cowboys. That's reality TV mm. right there. Oh. That's what they are. They the glitz and the glamour. All eyes on us, but no productivity. Yeah, they might baby. be more uh, Jerry Springer than Kardashian, though. Ooh, I mean, man. Maury Povich. And, and you know what? Uh oh. And the lie detector test just determined <laughs> the Cowboys are trash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fact. They are not contenders this year. <laughs> The uh, lie detector test determined that you are not going to go to the playoffs this season. The lie detector test determined that you should have paid Dak Prescott a long time ago. <laughs> the lie detector test determined uh, Jason Garrett wasn't the problem in Big D. Oh, okay, okay. All right, all right. The lie detector test determined Mike McCarthy can't hold Coach Tom in any way, shape, or form. Okay, all right. That's checking. Okay, all right. Okay. And the lie detector test certainly determined that that Dallas Cowboys offensive line um, – Oh, wait, no, sorry. He's from Oklahoma, I think. Uh-oh. Toby Keith. Pretty sure he's from Oklahoma. You're I was going to say to steal I was gonna say uh, to steal a line from a native Texan, Toby Keith. Mm. Let's just go with it. Let's pretend he's from Let's Texas. Yeah. Uh, I ain't as good as I once was. Ain't that the truth? That's the Dallas Cowboys offensive line. That's their run game. And that's why, too, Arthur Motes. They suck. I, I think a lot of people are, you know, they're saying, okay, well, the one area that the Cowboys can have some success here Whoa. is running the football. They got, they got Zeke. They got Whoa. that offensive line. Well, one, Zeke's questionable. He's banged up. He might not even play. Absolutely. Two, that offensive line is not the same. Not at all. And three, every other team this in this league besides the Ravens, who we can all agree do it very differently than the Cowboys, they haven't been able to run the ball on the Steelers' defense. This is very true, man. It's easy to point to the, oh, well, man, yeah, the Ravens' performance, look at how they did. We all know the Ravens are a one-off, st- a one-off style offense, but we saw versus every other 
traditional style or NFL pro style running system, how they have, I mean, absolutely dominated teams, man, in that in that situation right there. And I fully anticipate it continue because, like you said, man, their offensive line is banged up. They only have Zach Martin. He's the last of the remaining original right. five starters. Everyone right. else is either on injured reserve or currently just injured. Mm-hmm. So it's not a good situation at all. And that doesn't even get to the quarterback element of it. But we'll deep dive into that. A little bit later. That we will. You know what I'm saying? You know what oh, I'm saying? I wonder what we got next here. Well, you know, some people say it's a special type of Friday. Some people call it a five-star Friday. We're humbled and excited to be in these five-star matchups. Five-star matchup. Somebody leaving here with a loss. Not going to be us. And somebody's going to leave here getting fined, and it's not going to be me. <laughs> so, when we get out of the break, you already know what it is, baby. Mo Senula, SNR. Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Good afternoon, Steeler Nation. How are we doing? Fantastic. Oh, that's bloody marvelous, darling. <laughs> bloody marvelous. Shuler and Moe slash that Moe and Euler on a Friday, the best way to be. Mm-hmm. I would number two. And uh, shout out to the vocals, man. Last segment, man. Your song game was uh, oh, thank you. impeccable. And yeah, get your way, reviews in on Twitter. I was going to say, man, if you haven't got your review in yet, man, you definitely need to get that in. If you haven't got your score predictions in for this week, you definitely need to get those in as well. And if you just got general comments about, you know, the matchup or whatever you want to Send our way. Make sure you get all that in, man, on the Twitter.com. And it's at TheBody52. TheBody. And at Wesley Euler. The good hair. And now it is time for Ooh. my favorite thing. It's Motsi's time to shine. It's my time. It's my time. You know, you know. So, without further ado. Is it a little uh, little five-star Friday? Let, let, let my friends. Can, can I ask my friends if they're ready? Talk to my friends real quick. Hey, friend, are you ready? <laughs> We're humbled and excited to be in these five-star matchups. Five-star matchup. Somebody leaving here with a loss. Not going to be us. It's a five-star matchup because we're in it. Five-star matchup. Anybody we play, it's a five-star matchup because we in it. Five-star Friday matchup number one. All right, say no more then, baby. We starting out the right way, and that's up front, offensive line. I'm talking Chooks, Okra, Four, and Big Al Villanueva versus Alden Smith and Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory. Now, we know those trio of edge rushers, man, have had some uh, a lot of success and productivity throughout their careers, and they can be game wreckers, man, in terms of strip sacks and things on that nature. But we also know that Chooks and Big Al have been playing some top-notch football these past couple of weeks, keeping number seven upright and healthy. So it's going to be on them again, man, because honestly, when you're watching the Cowboys' defense on tape, that's the only way that they're going to be able to have any type of positivity from a defensive standpoint. So Chooks and Big Al, do what you do, baby. I think that's a really good call by you. Um, As much as we poo-pooed what the Cowboys are at this point, those guys, those pass rushers are legitimate. You've seen it. You mentioned it. I mean, strip sacks like crazy. They had two last week. Absolutely. They um, kept them in the game. They kept them in the game. Kept them in the game, man. Ball security and keeping those guys uh, from being game wreckers. That will go a long way to uh, squashing any potential momentum that the Cowboys no could build. No question. No question. Five-star Friday. Matchup number two. 
All right, the second matchup, man. You know I can't just not talk about my guys, my LBs, because, you know, when you got a little LB in your system, you're always an LB, baby. And I'm talking Robert Spillane and Vince Williams versus Zeke Elliott. Now, since Zeke is coming to the league, we know he's been a top running back, man. He's, you know, can do a lot when he has the ball in his hands, whether it's in the running game and the screen game and things on that nature. But we also have seen the productivity of lately from Robert Spillane and obviously Vince Williams in terms of a league-leading tackle for losses and things on that nature. They have to continue their dominance as it pertains to the run game and minimizing these running backs. They faced a stable of top-notch running backs so far this season. When you talk about Derrick Henry, the combination of Lamar Jackson and his crew, and we can go down and so forth and so forth. They have to continue to be on the screws, though, because... With the Cowboys offense and how it's been struggling so badly, Zeke is their only hope right now. They're having to run the offense through Zeke, and he's coming into the game already banged up. You cannot allow them or him to get going, make them one-dimensional. Vince and Vince and Robert, do what you do. So I had to give them both names, Vince and Vince. I don't know which one he wants to be called these days. All right. You know what? Baltimore was able to run the ball. Fine. They're the first team this season that's been able to do that on you consistently. Four and a half. Shrug it off and get back to business. Mm -hmm. Shrug it off and hold these boys at less than 70 rushing yards. Mm -hmm. And they ain't going to have a prep. Five-star Friday. Matchup number three. Now, let's go out here to these uh, skill position guys, these, these top flight wide receivers and DBs. Because when we're talking about the Cowboys receivers, right, we know they got a plethora, man, a nice little stable. When you plethora? C.D. Lamb. Amari Cooper, Gallup. I mean, those guys, that, that's a very, very formidable bunch. But we got big money Joe Hayden and Steven Nelson, baby. And those guys have been playing whew, at an extremely high level. I'm excited about it. Now, honestly, this match would be a lot more intriguing if Dak was at quarterback or even Andy Dalton. And I would probably have had this matchup a little bit higher on the list. But we know the quarterback situation, baby. But the reason why I still have this as a matchup is... You do not want to allow a fluky penalty or a fluky blown coverage to give this Cowboys offense hope. We know these receivers are talented, but they don't have the guys that can get them the ball. Don't allow them to have any type of positivity. You, you, you from, from start to finish, play clean ball. When the passes are thrown your way, make good time, make big plays on them because the passes are going to be off. They're not going to be the most accurate. They're not going to be in positions where you don't have a chance to make a play on the ball. So, Joe and Steve, man, just take care of business, man. Do what you're supposed to do. See what you're supposed to see, and the plays will come. But don't go out there hunting the interception because then you'll get too greedy and get caught on something stupid. This would have really—I mean, this would have been the five-star matchup Dude, if Dak were I, I healthy, been right? So hyped for this matchup because man. They, I mean, they've got three legitimate wide receivers, much like the Pittsburgh Steelers. Absolutely, they man. have got—they have got a lot of guys that can beat you. But you know what? I mean, they could have prime—they uh, could have prime To and Randy Moss out there. If you can't get them the ball, well, then that could still potentially be a problem. <laughs> Absolutely, and, and, and we both agreed prior to the season we thought the Cowboys' offense was one of the yeah. most talented offenses in the league from Absolutely. top to bottom. It was last year, and they added yeah. CeeDee Lamb and. You know, a guy in Mike McCarthy who's supposed to be the uh, the offensive guru. Huh. <laughs> I thought it was the quarterback whisper. I thought Aaron uh, Rodgers is uh, his product. Uh, 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 we'll see. <laughs> Five-star Friday. Matchup number four. Ah, yes, man. We got a return of an old friend. Somebody that we're familiar with. The usual suspect, or should we say usual victim here. And it's Bud Dupree versus Cameron Irving. Yes, yes. Ooh. That guy. The one used to play in Cleveland. Oh, yeah, he's starting at left tackle for the Dallas Cowboys this weekend, ladies and gentlemen. 
Huh. If you're Bud Dupree, you have to be licking your chops. Because we all remember Cameron Irvin and the lackluster performances that he would constantly put on while playing in Cleveland and so all through his career. And Bud, man, luck of the draw, you get another one, baby. So as many of these tough tackles that Bud has had to go against and has had success against, and rightfully so because he's earned that right, now he's going to get a little bit uh, of an easier competition this weekend, man. Now, trust me, they're going to do some things to protect Cameron, try to get rid of the ball a little bit early, do some other play action things along that nature. But Bud, just be you. Keep rushing the way that you've been rushing this year. You're going to have a field day because Cameron, just he, he isn't good enough to dance with you. He cannot handle your power rush. He cannot handle your speed. So, Bud, this is the one, baby. This is the one. Go ahead, shut him down. Send him home early. Make him have that long look on their face, man. <laughs> go have a field day, Bud. All right, here we go. Uh-oh. You ready for this one? <clears throat> long radio day today, too. So, so be careful. It is, Check yeah. Check vocals. Be careful. Seven straight hours of radio today. I believe in you, though. But you know what, Arthur Modes? It is a Friday. It's your day of destiny. That means there's only one thing left to do. Might as well send it. YOLO. Five Star Friday! <laughs> Matchup number five! That boy good! That boy good! <laughs> In the fifth and final five star matchup. It's Minka Fitzpatrick versus Gel Garrett Gilbert, Cooper Rush, Ben DiNucci, whichever quarterback they want to put out there. Because let's be real. We know this, this past game against the Ravens. We had to handcuff ourselves a little bit from a coverage standpoint. Instead of the traditional man-to-man coverage that we've been seeing a lot from the Steelers this year, mm-hmm. a lot of those exotic uh two mans and things on that nature. We couldn't see that last week because of the threat of the run from Lamar. It was a lot more simulated pressures. The, the, the interception from Alex Highsmith from Robert Spillane, or we're talking about where we look like we're going to blitz. We might even send an extra linebacker, but it's only four guys rushing. Right. Everybody was playing coverage. This week, they don't have to do that. This week, they don't have the threat of a running quarterback. This week, they can go back to some of those exotic man-to-man looks where Mika can be the low-hole defender, similar to what we saw when they played the Cleveland Browns versus Baker Mayfield and he had to pick six. I fully anticipate Mika having a splash play in that same vein going up against one of these younger quarterbacks who just don't know how to look off NFL defenders at a high level. They aren't capable physically to put the ball away from some of these elite-level defenders. I believe that Minka, man, he just has that feel. He has that knack. He's coming off of, two, what, multiple big-time performances. But obviously, you had the pick six. Uh, two weeks ago, you had the, the end of the game pass breakup this past weekend. He's just primed for another one of those big-time plays, man. So I'm calling it today, man. You heard it here first. Minka Fitzpatrick, man, going to do something special to one of these quarterbacks, baby. Yeah, Minka against these QBs, Motsi, I mean. Because they're going to have him lurking in the middle of the field, going back to being the, the low hold or the high hole, just middle read guy, man, and, and cover one and, and two, man. They're going to be able to do that with him because of the lack of running game threat. It's going to be like taking candy from a baby, you know, to make a, a Halloween reference here. Minka Ooh. against these. That's very spooky of you. I like that. Against these quarterbacks. It doesn't matter who, any of them. Minka's the boogeyman out there in the secondary on Sunday, mm-hmm. baby. He's Arthur, a nightmare on any street. Arthur Motes, one more time for anybody that wants to double-check their notes or might have joined us late. The five matchups that will determine the winner of Steelers-Cowboys a Sunday in Dallas. Absolutely, man. The first one, we're talking about our tackles, man. Chooks, Okra Reform, Al, Villanova, Waver. 
versus Alden Smith, Demarcus Lawrence, and Randy Gregory. Man, got to keep seven upright. The only way that they can have any type of positivity from a defensive standpoint is creating a strip sack, splash in that regard. The second matchup, man, Robert Spillane and Vince Williams versus Ezekiel Elliott. We know Zeke is a top-notch running back, but he's having a down year, and he's coming into the game banged up. Do not allow him to have any glimpse of a hope or any glimpse of excitement or any glimpse of positivity, baby. Keep doing what y'all doing, big fellas. The third one, we got to talk about C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, and uh, was it Michael Gallup? Mm-hmm. <sighs> versus Joe Hayden and Steven Nelson. Man, get your popcorn ready. Huh, but you don't have to get all the season and stuff because they don't have a quarterback. So <laughs> we'll go to the fourth matchup where we got a familiar foe in terms of Cameron Irvin, a.k.a. the familiar victim mm. versus Bud Dupree's mm. Cameron Irvin will be starting at left tackle for your Dallas Cowboys and not your those Dallas Cowboys because they not our team. That's they team. We them boys. Pittsburgh Steelers. America's <laughs> team. And in the fifth and final matchup, man, we got to talk about Minka Fitzpatrick taking candy from a baby from whichever mm. one of the quarterbacks they roll out there. Glad it's not my jam, you brother Ben DiNucci, because I don't need that negativity in our life. But Garrett Gilbert, Cooper Rush, y'all can get it how you live. And those are the five, five-star matchups for this week, baby. We're humbled and excited to be in these five-star matchups. Five-star matchup. Somebody leaving here with a loss. Not going to be us. And somebody leaving here with a final, it's not going to be me either. Select your factory <laughs> and it's on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. It's Motes and Euler, baby! Last segment on the Friday. Well, wait, hold on one second now. This is not the last. We have one more to go after this. The penultimate segment. No, it's not. It is definitely the penultimate segment. <laughs> <sighs> Kid Rock got me going, man. My bad, bro. <laughs> My bad. You should have seen us jumping up. It's all right. I mean, you know that we do Sam Cook with the last segment. This is the hey, kid. Right, had me going. You saw. You saw. I was trying to catch my breath and sound composed when I got on the to, mic. To be. To be fair to you, yes. Oh to, lord. To peel back the curtain for our audience at home. Oh lord. I mean, Arthur Motes was like. <laughs> you know, just picture Travis Barker, the drummer from Blink One Eighty Two, and how crazy he gets. That was Arthur Motes. <laughs> Who's the drummer like from Corn, right? That like right, goes right, upside right. down and flips around on stage. That was that was absolutely mostly. man. It's hey, something about that song. It has the nostalgia factor. It's got the crazy music. I just feel you got to rage out. You don't even you don't even Bobby oh, hate. You, sure. you it's mandatory when the song comes on. You got to get up out your chair, whatever you're yes. doing, and just start bumping your head, jumping up you and down. You got to act like you're in a mosh pit. Absolutely, right away. man. But then. <laughs> You also need to know what segment you're coming back to. So it's the penultimate well, segment. To let you lean into yeah. this, because, you know, we saved the prediction tweets for last segment. Absolutely. But we do have some questions that we can get to here. See, I already figured we was going to do that. I, I, <laughs> I don't even know why you acting like I didn't know this where I was going. I just want to make sure you were on your toes. I just want to make sure you are right here. Yeah, right? I wish I'd make sure you were on your toes. I mean, you are not one to you normally skip over the penultimate <laughs> segment. You love the penultimate <laughs> segment. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, uh, you want to get to me's three-pack of questions here? These are always a good time. I, I would greatly appreciate that now that I've caught my breath. 
first question me asks here is if I wore a polo shirt and popped the collar, would I be a little bit more lit? <laughs> I mean, maybe shirt, if this was maybe if this was 2007, right? I mean, that's like some Kanye right there, Like 2007, man, yeah. 2008. Because <laughs> Kanye definitely went that route. Who has more all-purpose yards on Sunday, James Conner or Ezekiel Elliott? James Conner. I think so, too, especially if you're counting all-purpose yards because James is going to add 30, 40 yards through the air. I think my only concern would be if the Steelers get up early, mm. they go to the route that we saw them uh, against uh, the Browns where they had, I think it was Anthony McFarlane and Benny Snell getting a lot more touches than James Conner in that second half. I can see a scenario where that plays out especially if they get on this team early and they're controlling. It's a convincing, controlling score uh, prediction. I mean, score situation and things like that. And I just don't like the whole garbage time stuff. But I do think that with Zeke, because he's coming in already banged up with a hammy injury, that if it does get out of hand early enough, they're not going to allow him to stay out there and get some of those garbage time statistics. So should be good. Should be. That's a good call by you. Last one from me here. What dinner choice would be considered a five-star matchup for you guys? Oh, man. What dinner choice, huh? So if we had to pick our ultimate five-star matchup dinner, uh, mine would probably be right, like, man. Oh, my, I got it. G- give me a, a ribeye versus was... some, some like, ribs. Ooh. Yeah, ribeye versus ribs. That's five-star because ribs, I mean, they're totally different. Ooh. Both elite in their own right. From different, um, but, one, but, you know, but, one's, yeah. one's beef, one's pork. Absolutely, man. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go with a steak. I'm gonna go with a ribeye or a fillet versus my mother's chicken parm. That would be my five star matchup okay. there. I mean, that'd okay. be hard. That'd be hard to pick okay. a winner. Shout out to Mama Eula and the, the the chicken parm. Speaking of, uh, you know, like everybody loves to ask us the food questions, and I'm not complaining. I like it. Me either. Uh, Josh asks. Favorite fast food, French fries. I'm going classic McDonald's. You can never go wrong with McDonald's. That's what Josh fries. is saying. I'm going classic McDonald's. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was going to say you can't that go wrong with that. Maybe be my answer too. You know what though? I'm a checkers or slash rallies. It's guy. funny you that, say that. Me, I was going to say Popeyes. The Cajun yeah. fries from Popeyes. I those are love really them. I love them with the blackened ranch too. Yeah, like see, the, for oh. me, like my daughter loves those fries. For me, I, anytime I go Popeyes, I always got to go the mashed potatoes with the Cajun gravy. Yeah, man. for sure. It's like an extra dip. For I like my both. Tenders. I like both. I go two sides from Popeyes. Yeah, ooh, that's a yesy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Arby's curly fries are classic too. Oh, yeah, yeah. The love curly me, fries. Are, love oh, me yeah, some Arby's absolutely. curly fries for sure. But yeah, I mean, it's tough to beat McDonald's just in terms of the classic, the classic salty taste. Gotta love it here, Arthur Motes. Gotta love it. Um, we got a lot more predictions here, but I think we will save those for the final uh, segment. Randy says another fantastic song. When can we expect the Greatest Hits album? Ooh. <laughs> when are we getting Greatest Hits, baby? I want to get the best of you. Uh, the best of you. The best of you. Only if you'll do the cheesy infomercial for me oh, that plays uh, at like 3 a.m. It's like... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we've got a once in a lifetime opportunity. Call now and for three easy payments of fourteen ninety nine, you can get the best of Euler. Here's songs like. But if you order right now with the promo code, we'll make it for twelve ninety nine. That's the, that's three CDs for the price of one. You'll get such bonus content that includes Arthur and Wes dancing during commercial breaks. <laughs> that includes Moats losing his senses with ball oh, with the man. ball coming on. <laughs> That includes the Friday favorite, <laughs> Twisting the Night Away by mm, Sam Cooke. Mm. And such old school favorites as If You Know You Know by Pusha T. And of course, who could forget the cult classic 
My name is by Marshall Mathers. This is true. This is very true. Uh, Motsi, I think we probably should get to break a little bit earlier here today because we got a lot of tweets to get to. I mean, they're rolling in now. It, it at a sounds nice like clip. you're trying to do my job. Is that, no, I'm is just that making sure. I just I don't want there to be any communication breakdowns no, no, between no, us. Be, you know, we can't full, full be a step off. Right. So full transparency. <laughs> we treat most host Fridays as if you're my first base coach or my third base coach. You feel me? We don't we don't verbally communicate. It's hand signals, baby. That's you true. either giving me the break sign, that's true. The two minutes sign, is, to be fair, or the you're on sign. All right, it's, it, it, it's that simple. It's tough to do the nonverbal communication while I'm scouring the Twitter.com here as I'm well. Say, you, 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 you're triple I'm not a good multitasking. Bro, yeah. between between producing, rocking the mic, search for tweets. And telling me when, 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 how Good much thing time I'm not we got trying left. to chew gum here at the like, same time, gosh. right? Be tripping all over the place. <laughs> so when we do come back, we will have a jam-packed last set where we will talk about, you know, well, actually not talk, but we're going to sing about mm-hmm. Here We Go and obviously mm-hmm. the official this song of the Pittsburgh Steelers as we ah. said it in Cowboys way once again. Then we're going to get to your tweets, man, your score predictions. If you haven't got those in, I strongly encourage you to get them in now. Otherwise, you're going to have to wait a long Long, 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 long time till Monday, baby. Yeah, like what forty? That's, forty? No, that's a lot of whole lot of. It's like seventy some hours. That's a long time. Yeah, that's a long time. We All might right. have a president by then. Exactly. Hopefully, you never know, right? <laughs> Fingers crossed. So, if you haven't got those tweets in for the score predictions, get them in now at the body fifty two, the body, and at Wesley Euler, the good head. And then also, we got to get that paper. Show me the money. Show me the money. So, when we get back, who cannot wait? Jeweler Remotes on SNR. Let me tell you about a place Somewhere up a New York way Where the people are so gay Twisting the night away this is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Your 27 home in black of the gold, baby. Motes and Euler over here on Steeler Nation Radio. And this is the final segment. Ah. It's bittersweet because I'm excited about it because, you know, I'm always loving how just jam-packed this final segment is. But I'm always sad because ah. it reminds me that we won't be able to get back on the air until <laughs> Monday. That's all right. We got we got, a, we got a weekend. We got some big football on this weekend. I'm ready to go, baby. I'm fired. It's real quick. If oh. I can, uh, you know, interject some personal happenings here. Talk to me. It's like uh, it's like the Euler it's like the Euler family versus Texas this weekend. Mm. I mean, tomorrow we got WVU against Texas. Okay, win. That's a W. And then Sunday we got Steelers versus Cowboys. Even bigger win. W. I it's like, like it. I said to my wife yesterday. I said, you know, if this were a normal world right now, like if we weren't in a pandemic year, this whole week you'd be in Texas. I said I would. I, we'd be in Texas this weekend. Yeah. yeah, we we'd be flying down today, and and we'd be in Austin tomorrow, and we make the two hour drive to Dallas on Sunday with the four thirty kickoff. It would give us plenty of time oh, to yeah. get to Dallas on Tr- Sunday. Trust me for a fact, I would be in Dallas. <sighs> <sighs> and I've told you, I think I've told you, that I tell you my double dip Cincinnati weekend. No. My sophomore year of college. Okay. WVU played at Cincinnati on Saturday. Mm-hmm. The Steelers played at the Bengals on Sunday. Okay. Me and three of my buddies went to both games. I like that. WVU, WVU beat Cincinnati uh, on a blocked last second field goal. Yeah. We were up one point. 
Cincinnati on the last play of the game had like a 42-yard field goal to win it, uh-huh. and Ian Smith was his name, I'll never forget, came off the edge and blocked it at the buzzer. Wow. And then the Steelers blew out the Bengals on Sunday. It was a great I weekend. Like it. it was a great I weekend. I like it. But yeah, it's 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 Euler versus Texas week. Somebody play some Stevie Ray Vaughan and let me right, get fired right. up. I think I know a guy in the building that has a Stevie Ray Vaughan connect, man. Yeah, where's Wolf when you need him? Right. But anywho, but man. Speaking of music. Right. It is time, man. It is time for the final <sighs> segment where my man is going to give us hmm. The here we go. You ready to get hype? Official I've got, I've got track hype, baby. For the Pittsburgh Steelers directed to the Dallas Cowboys this week. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh yeah, we're gonna get them again this one. This is the one right here, here is money time. The baseline just here gets in your system. Uh-huh. Here we go. Pittsburgh's gone to the Super Bowl. Here what do we do? Cheer the Steelers back in the goal. Right, 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 okay. right. This okay. town of Pittsburgh's heart and soul. Oh, no questions, heart and soul. The Steeler Steelers Nation has the best radio hosts. The best we listen to Steelers Blitz with Euler and Mugs. Talk to him, Wes. Talk to him, baby. Down to Dallas where they boot Scoop Boogie. Come on, man. We don't work out with Bruce Grabbing no Zeke and giving him a nuggie. Put your belly away, buddy. 7-0 and, oh, and we're making some noise when we leave Texas. It's the Steelers who are them boys. Here we go. And we them boys isn't even as big as black and yellow, but it should be black and gold. But that's for another debate. Either way, still a nation taking over all day. Cowboys, man, stick to reality TV because we got this football thing on lock. But first two, Wesley Euler, baby, give it to him. Do what you do. Ain't no way the Steelers losing this game. Not a chance. Bud and TJ are ready to maim. All right, Peter, any quarterback. Call me a jinx. Yeah. You can call me a mush. But I already know we're whooping the Cowboys. Tush. Here we go. And if you're betting, it will not be a push. Steelers will cover it. Mark my words, baby. Get money, get money. But it's time for that final verse. That mm. last verse. That one where you drop the mic on him. What's the mm. Give it to him, baby. Cowboys. Oh, you in trouble now. Jerry Jones ain't gonna wanna watch this. Nah, Jerry, close your eyes, baby. Cause Big Ben, he don't miss. That boy, nice. The Steelers are the superior franchise. We're gonna make the Cowboys look like some regular guys. Here we go. Y'all small fries over there, man. Nobody like Dallas anymore. First off, it gets too hot in the summer, man. Secondly, man, who wants to walk around in cowboy boots? Cowboy boots are not comfortable, man. Get you some sneakers, tennis shoes, baby, whatever you want to call them, baby. But that's what we rock over here in Pittsburgh. And besides, we know black and gold always looks better. It makes the color pop a lot more than that nonsense y'all wearing over there. And that to this star debate. Listen, man, are y'all Clint Eastwood? Are y'all, are y'all Johnny Cash? Are y'all, are y'all John Wayne? I mean, Captain America. I mean, what are we doing over here, man? No one cares about a star anymore. Get it out of here, man. Y'all are knockoffs, man. Y'all are not like that, man. Y'all are reality TV stars. That's what y'all are. Because we know the football players reside in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. How you like that? Y'all know oh, what to do, you. man. Thank you. Thank you for the applause. Make, make sure y'all send all my, my, my five-star ratings for my boy here. You know, make sure you get the Twitter and, and, and let him know he's special. That's right. Uh, let's get to these tweets. So, I mean, you really better get them in now or forever hold your peace until Monday. You ready to get the tweet? Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. You ready? Let's do it. We ready to roll through this? Three. I'm, I need a big breath before we roll through all these tweets. Two. One, half of one, 25% of one. He's counting like Nevada, folks. 10%, 20%, 25%, 25%, 25%, 25%, 25%, 25%, 25%, 25%, 25%, 25%, 25%, 25%, 25%, 25%, 25%, 25%, 25%, 25
one. <laughs> you like a dream come true. All right, Two. now you're ready to go, man. Let's get it, man. Just want to be with you. <laughs> Antonio says 45. You know what? You know what I was thinking here? Hold on. And I could do this because I'm producing it on the ones and twos. This is true. We like music. We like goofiness. I'm reading these predictions, it might be a little better with a little music. Give a little tune in the background. All right. Oh. Oh. Did, did I? You, did you just do what I just thought you oh. did? Oh. Oh. Antonio says 45 to 6. Huge, huge explosion from the offense out of the gate. Deontay Johnson, two touchdowns, one of 50 yards plus. Minka with another pick six mm-hmm. along the line. He must have been listening to that Professor Mosley. Mav says Steelers 31, Dallas 12, and 12 is stretching it. <laughs> but let's not forget this is Dallas's Super Bowl. I think they'll hang tough early, but fade late. I don't like that call there from Mav. I do. I think that's I think that's astute. Um, let's get to some other tweets here. Uh, Ivy V says, "Respect to the body for the clarification of what the anthem has always been and will forever be: black and gold, not black and yellow." Absolutely, absolutely. Harry says, "Steelers forty-five, Cowgirls 40. Er, <laughs> Whoa, forty! What? Steelers forty-five. Sorry, I read it the second part of his tweet and I started laughing. Steelers 45, Cowgirls 7. Okay, there we go. And then he says Mountaineers 45, Texas 42. Whoa, Let's go, Harry. Okay, okay. And he knows uh, a Big 12, Big 12 shootout there he's calling. Go Ears. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Rudy says Steelers 35 to nothing. Obviously, we get a shutout and James Conner with 150 plus. I like that a lot. I like that a lot, too. Uh, Dakota says score prediction Steelers 42, Cowboys 17. The Steelers get double-digit sacks, two interceptions, and a pick six. Mm-hmm. How about that? Mm-hmm. How about that? Uh, Richard here says, love the song as usual. I'm going 27 to 13 Steelers win. James Conner, two touchdowns, five sacks for the defense, and two takeaways. Me says, me 27 to 20 Steelers win. So a closer one from me there. I like it. We need some diversity here. I hear you, me. Uh, David, the Photoshop extraordinaire, says, give me Steelers 31 to 7. Mason Rudolph comes in and hits Chase Claypool late. Ooh, okay, okay. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Kayla says, Steelers 33, Cowgirls 13. Uh, two defensive touchdowns from the black and gold. Mm-hmm. And she says, uh, the Here We Go remix is winning for the eighth week in a row as Pittsburgh moves to 8-0. and oh. I like that I mean, one there, you Kayla. The now you're talking about it. The stats behind the song. Back it up, baby. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's see. Don Juan says, my prediction for the game is the Steelers rush for over 150 yards and break the team record for most sacks in a game. Mm, there we I go. So some some different types of predi- predictions there from Don Juan. Uh, Randy says, uh, Steelers, Pittsburgh 35, Dallas 7. Light work. Light, Light work. Lie. Uh, Amy says, I love the reference to them boys in the Here We Go song today. <laughs> Great job. Thank you, Amy. I appreciate it. Let's get to some more predictions here. Uh, Annie says, Annie, are you okay? Annie says, Steelers 28, Cowboys 17. Dry your tears, Jerry. <laughs> Usman says, 27 to 14, Steelers. And he just gives a shout out to Allegheny County, PA, with a wink face. I mean, I got no idea what he could possibly be talking about there. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, more predictions. BPR has the Steelers 35 to 10. TJ Watt gets two sacks. Douglas says here, it's Friday. Bring it on, baby. Steelers win 30 
three to six. Buddha seventy one, our new buddy from last week, who made Twitter just to get involved with the show. Steelers win big in the Lone Star State. He says thirty one to twelve. Arthur Motes, I think that might be it. Let me see here. Let me like look that. and double check. See if we had any last like minute tweets coming in here. Uh, Jones says Steelers fifty two, Cowboys three. <laughs> I like it. I like that a lot. I mean, I'm not hating. Not at all. I'm not. And I want to I see all it is, baby. Uh, Arthur Motes will check the tweets one more time briefly before we get out of here. But before we do get out of here, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what's that thing that we have to do? Are you, are you talking we about get, get, I mean, getting something? Talking about some money, right? It's like a paper. Get that paper. Oh. Show me the money. Show me the money. Oh, baby. Don't forget. It's time. Something about autumn. Warm apples are raising. And on to the rest. <laughs> autumn is a raider. That's the one. That's the one. That one. Blistering, boisterously, swaggering across the plains like mm-hmm. a blistering wind. Oh, there it is. Talk to me. Autumn is a pirate. Oh, yeah. What about? But not a Pittsburgh pirate because they never play meaningful baseball in the autumn. Wait, what happened there? What, oh, what did the narrator what? just do there? Shots fired. What happened? They got hit with a strength? Lord. Arthur Motes, do you want the news or the good news? Uh, obviously the good news. The good news is that I got the Steelers back in my official five picks this week. All right, it's been a few weeks. But we're feeling good about the Steelers this week. We'll get to them in just a moment. But first, we start on Saturday, as we quite often do. I got a good feeling about Michigan bouncing back. All right, I I don't think that this season is going to play out well for Jim Harbaugh. I don't. Uh, But I think Michigan is one of those teams that under Jim Harbaugh, anytime people have said, all right, it's starting to fall apart, they always respond well the next week. Absolutely. They're three-point favorites against Indiana. Indiana, I think, is feeling themselves a little bit after their hot start. Give me Michigan to win. Tight, but they cover the three points. Michigan by four, Michigan by seven. Give me the Wolverines. Go blue. Hey, whoa, never go blue. Minus three against Indiana. We move on to Sunday. The Houston Texans at the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're favored by six points, and I know the Texans are asking them to beat anybody by seven at this point. Might be a little bit of a stretch, but they're going to beat the Jaguars by seven. Give me Houston minus six. The Chargers hosting. It's a pick em, Arthur Motes. There Whoa. is no spread in this game. Interesting. Give me the rookie Herbert over the broke down car. I will take the Chargers to win a close one and a pick em against the Raiders. And the Raiders are already a lot lighter in their pocket, too. To Arizona we go. Wow, these are some, some swings, some swing I states see. here. Hey, man, what are you doing? I see what you're doing here. Wait a minute. The Cardinals are three and a half point favorites against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, to his first time making that cross country road trip, his second game in general. The Cardinals, a team that is putting up a lot of points lately. I think this one's close at first, and the Cardinals pull away a little bit. They end up winning by nine or ten, something like that. Give me Arizona minus three and a half against Miami. And then last but not least, Arthur uh, Motes. Uh-oh. 13 and a half is a big number. And you know, Arthur, about something that I've said on this show before, right? When it comes to degenerate benchmarks. Take double-digit spreads, especially at the NFL level. Yes, don't, 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 you know, stay <laughs> away off. stay away from laying double-digit points down. If you feel good about a team's ability to cover, you know, and you're getting like 14 points, that's one thing. But laying down double-digit points is never a good idea. But you know that's what? If, if we want to keep with this election theme here. 
I'm gonna do my best politician impersonation right here and do as I say, not as I do. Wow. <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers minus 13 and a half. Oh yeah, baby, it's a big number. But in the words of head coach Mike Tomlin, what do we think about that big number? We do not care. Steelers minus 13 and a half at Jerry World, Arthur Motes. So again, real quick, Michigan minus three at Indiana. The Texans minus six against the Jags. Chargers pick them over the Raiders. The Cardinals minus three and a half hosting the Dolphins and the Steelers. Minus 13 and a half down in Jerry World. Arthur Motes, those are your five show me the money predictions for this week. Now we get to the real predictions. And uh -oh. it's, Motes, it's Motes hosts Friday. So I turn it over to you, partner. Well, 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 my friend. We've heard from Brian Batko and his predictions. We've heard from the megawatts and the power grid and their predictions. We've heard the show me the money element of it. But ladies and gentlemen, it is time to find out what you think the final outcome will be Sunday. For me, I'm going Steelers 24 to 3. Let's go! Wow, 24 to 3. I love it. Let's say you my counterpart. There we go. I wanted to wait for the dramatic music build up again. Hey, I hear you. I hear you waiting. I see you cooking. I don't have it quite as big of a lopsided game as Arthur Motes does, but certainly one that the Steelers will not have to sweat out. Pittsburgh goes down to Dallas. High stepping, boot scoop, boogieing. And they win 27 to 10, Arthur Motes. Mm -hmm. Mamas! They still covering. <laughs> don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys, particularly not these Dallas Cowboys. I do agree with that. <laughs> I definitely do. Oh, Arthur Motes, one quick double check here. Uh, last time, last chance saloon for the tweets here. Uh, Steel City Champs says 34 to 17. Uh, one of our cornerbacks gets a pick, or sorry, both of our cornerbacks get a pick Ew. six. Nelson and Hayden. Uh, Irie says Steelers 31, Cowboys goose egg. Hey. Shut out for the first time this season. I like it. Uh, DJ Mitchell says the Steelers defense could outscore the Cowboys in this one. They will outscore the Cowboys offense 27 to 9, Pittsburgh. Um, Carlos says Steelers 31, Cowboys. Uh, nine with TJ Watt taking one to the house. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's all we got here, Arthur Motes. I think that'll do it. So I will get out of the way here. I will hit the music and I'll let you uh, send us into the weekend. Party people! All right. Well, first off, you know I got to give a big time shout out. To the megawatts, the power grid, the participation, as always, undefeated, baby. Y'all are rivaled by no one, so keep up the awesome work. It was a fun week. Got a shout out my producer, man, Wesley Uso on the ones and twos, man, doing what he does best, keeping us sounding crisp, clean, and mean. <laughs> then also got to thank my counterpart, man, working on the microphones, man, you know what I'm saying, right across the hall from me, man, my main man, Wesley Uli. Well, that guy wears a lot of hats. Yeah, absolutely. But I also hear he never wears hats because his the, hair is too good. good hair is too good. Yeah. Hair is yeah. way too good. But as always, man, it was always a fun, fun Friday. Can't wait till Monday. Yeah, and you always know where to find us, baby. This is Mo Singula on your 24-7. Home of the black and gold. Steelers. Uh-huh. Nation. Uh-huh. Radio. Talk to him. Yeah, it is. Let me hear you say. Woo.